Well, hi, my little Australian friends, my Aussie buddies. So good to see you, ladies. I wish I could see you in person, but the Lord knows this year we just have to do it totally differently than in the past. But my heart still goes out to you. I'm still praying for each of you and excited to be with you during this time. So today I wanna to talk to you about the true riches. And let's, let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you. We pray that you open our hearts, Lord. We pray that you help us to focus, Lord, and be real with ourselves and honest, and just help us to look at the true riches and how you look at them, Lord. In your precious name, amen. Okay, so the word of God gives us a contrast or a comparison. And it's a comparison of how we spend our time, whether we spend it for self and what we want or whether how we spend it for the Lord. And so I'm gonna to try to contrast that for you a little bit and stick with me on this one. All right, so let's start out in 2 Corinthians chapter four. If you have your um, Bible there or your little cheat sheet iPad, um, whatever you have, 2 Corinthians chapter four. And we're gonna take a look at verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, and the things that are not seen are eternal. So on one side you have the temporal things, the things we can see, and on the other side, you have the eternal, the things we can't see, but God sees. And so, um, now it's not wrong to do the temporal things. For instance, you know, I'm glad you woke up and got dressed this morning. I'm glad you brushed your teeth and washed your face, but those are temporal things. Um, it's not wrong to take care of yourself. Um, over in, um, well, let me say, first of all, before I even really get started on this, I wanted you to notice that this talking of things that we do and things that we do for the Lord, those are, you can't do um, these things without true salvation, without having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't even lay up treasure in heaven until you've received the Lord as your savior. Um, and the Bible talks about um, in Ephesians 2, I'll go over there, I don't wanna misquote it to you. Ephesians chapter two and verse eight, it says, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. So God saves us and then he would like us to do good works, but it's not part of our salvation. So make sure that you've got that part right. If you don't understand that part, please, I don't have time to go into all of it, but please talk to your preacher's wife or someone who could help you so that you could understand that Christ died for you and he wants to save you. Okay, now we can go on. Okay. So um, the true riches, the things that aren't seen, 
the things maybe you do for others or you do um, for the Lord in some capacity. Over in 1 Timothy 5, I'm going to use kind of a lot of scriptures. So if you want to go with me, that's great. Or you can jot them down and look them up later. That's good too. Um, in 1, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy 5 and verse 10, it says, um, it's talking here about a lady. And it says that she was re well reported of for good works. If she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, as if she has relieved the afflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work. Um, and then on the other side, you see a comparison to her down in verse 10. It says, and with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but toddlers also, and busybodies spreading things which they ought not. So God gives a comparison, true riches and temporary or temporal uh, riches, things that go on here on the earth. So, okay, let me give an illustration. Let me give you the illustration of finances, okay? Now, a lot of people, most people, just stick their money in the bank and it very slowly multiplies and when they go to take it out of the bank because they need it, they've gotten a little bit more. And then there's other people who they put their money into stocks and bonds and they're a little bit more risky type people and they're trying to make a lot of money. And I hate to tell you this, but those riches can take wings and fly away. And sometimes you'll go look at your, you know, balance on the stock market and it might not be there. But I'm gonna say this, the riches in heaven are eternal. They are forever. When you give those same finances, instead of sticking it away to lay it up, you give it to missions. You give it to help a missionary. You, um, you put it in your church offering so that the gospel can go forth. And you say, well, how does that make the gospel go forth? Well, that helps the preachers to get paid so they can keep their food, you know, their self-fed so that they can go out and preach the word of God. Um, those first fruits, God said that he was impressed with the widow's might. Um, it said that the Pharisees had just thrown in of their abundance and yet God was not impressed with that. God was impressed with the widow's might because it was the last little bit she had and she gave it sacrificially. And that's what God sees. That's what's eternal riches. Um, over in Mark 12, I'll read you that scripture so you don't think I just made it up. All right. Mark 12 and verse 41 to 44. It says, and Jesus sat over against the treasury and behold, and beheld how the people cast in money into the treasury and many that were rich cast in much. So they put a whole bunch in and there came a certain poor widow and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, verily, I say unto you that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. 
for all they all did they cast in of their abundance but she of her want did cast in all that she had even her living god was impressed with how she sacrificially gave and god loves that god loves it when we test our faith and go out of our comfort zone for him so um you know i was thinking about how uh, something that we could do that would be eternal, that would be not only eternal, but could possibly be fun, it would be something giving, is take a missions trip. Now, a vacation, when you just take a vacation, wow, that's all about me, right? Sightseeing, going out to nice restaurants, um, doing all the things that I want to do, maybe go get a manicure, pedicure, stay in a fancy hotel, you know, whatever it may be. But when you go on a missions trip, you're not only going for yourself to see the sites, you're going to encourage that missionary. You're going to say, I want to give something to someone else to encourage them so they can reach more people for the Lord. Um, my husband each year tries to go to Thailand and I know I've been asked to go to Thailand before and to be honest I just I can't do the heat I get really sick when it starts getting up in the 90s and hundreds I'm sick inside <laughs> and um, and then you know I get a, afraid about the foods and the critters and all of that sort of thing but you know what I can do maybe I can't go to Thailand with him to encourage him or encourage the missionary there. But I can pray for him and I can say, go, Doug, go. I can't go with you, but you go. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to, you know, fast a day or two or whatever it may be so he can go encourage the missionary. And that's been a blessing in my husband's and my life that we do different parts of the ministry, but we both encourage each other. I don't have preaching capacity like he does, but he doesn't have certain capacity for certain ladies that I can reach that he can't reach. And so God will give you different things that are precious to the Lord to do for him. All right, let's go on. So, um, in Luke 12, let's go back over there. Luke 12, in verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And then if you go a little further down, verse 21. It says, and so he, so is he that layeth up treasure for himself, that's this man over here, and is not rich toward God. And he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for your body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. And I want to say this verse um, in verse 15 take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses and so i have to say that that verse means a lot to me 
because years ago, um, when my husband first became the pastor, we lived in a nice big three-bedroom home for the military. And um, when he became the pastor, he decided that we should give that house over to the military and we should get our own place. And so we moved into a little two-bedroom, one-bath house. And, um, you know, when we went to pick out that house, I didn't really get a choice on that house very much other than we saw it with a flashlight in the dark. And he said, do you think this will work? And I said, I guess so. And he said, good. And then on the way home, he stopped at a phone booth back in the day of phone booths. And he called the lady and he said, we'll buy it. And I said, wait a second, you don't buy a house like that. You look at 25 or 30 or 40 houses and then you pick out which house you like. He said, oh no, this is God's will. We're gonna live in this house. And so I said, okay, uh, all right, you know, we can make it work. We had three children at the time. Well, we lived in that house for nine years. Nine years and uh, when we moved out of that home nine years later, we had six children in a two bedroom, one bath house. And many times I would get frustrated because I would think, you know, my husband's working a full-time job. He's trying to get the church finances up so that, wow, we were behind on paying missionaries when he first took the church. We were behind on bills and things to keep the church running. And I was okay with that at first, like everything he made, he was just dumping into the church and we were living very meagerly. But you know what? I was okay with that because I felt like God's work needs to go on. But then somewhere along the line, I got prideful. I got selfish. I started to think, I deserve a bigger home. Um, and God had to really work with me on giving that over to him and saying, the true riches are not about the fishers having a big home. The true, the true riches are about God's work going forward. And so that, that scripture, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. That scripture God put in there, I know he put it in there for me. I needed that scripture to get me through those years when I had a problem and God would just turn my heart back to him and say, Patty, it's about the true riches. It's not about how ritzy you live or you know how you grew up and comparing yourself among yourself with other church members. It's not about that. It's about the true riches for the Lord. Um, nine years after we lived in that house, there was a family in our church that called us up and they said the mom had passed away, went home to be with the Lord. And they called up and said, would you be interested in renting our home? My husband asked me, would you be interested? It's a five bedroom home, Doug Fisher. What do you think? Of course I'm interested. Like he said, do you wanna go look at it? I said, no, I don't even need to look at it. And so anyway, God opened that home up for us and then we were able to purchase that home through the years. Um, 
five-bedroom house, two bathrooms with, um, you know, eight children. So nice to be able to put two to a room instead of stack them, you know, four to a room or whatever. Um, and God's timing is always perfect, ladies. You put the Lord first, and God will take care of your things that you think you need. Um, so the, the temporary, the house, or the eternal, God's work. God's work needed to go on. The fishers didn't need a great big house. Um, so, you know, I know ladies who want things so much that they'll give up all the things of God for those things. They want the pretty home. They want to sit around and read books all day. They want to, you know, just get together with their friends and spend time and have leisure time. And, um, and, and then for some ladies, it's personal goals, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having personal goals. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, the college career or the, um, the big fancy job, you know, in the big fancy office where you can wear the cute clothes and go shopping at the mall all the time and get your hair and nails done and all that. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you put God's things first. As long as you're giving and doing for the true riches. That's when there's a problem is when you put all of that first and you just don't have time or space for the Lord. Um, so those goals that, you know, I got to get to the gym and get the perfect body. I got to, you know, have the career, the dream job, the fancy clothes, all that. Um, there's no contentment with those things. The Bible says, I have learned in, in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Contentment doesn't just come naturally, ladies. It's something that we have to learn, and our mind has to process that if we'll put God first, God will take care of those things. He doesn't want you out, you know, living in the streets homeless. He wants to provide for you. He said he wouldn't, he's never seen his seed begging bread. And, and God wants to care for us. But too often we get discontent and we care so much about ourselves. All right. Um, you know, when I think of that, I've learned whatsoever state I am there with to be content you know, ladies, we just are never content, really, are we? You know, you'll go in your house and you'll say, oh, look at that picture on the wall. That doesn't go, okay, I'm going to get a new picture. I put that up. And then the next thing you know, you're out buying new pillows because the colors don't match with the new picture you just got. And then when you put your pillows on the couch, you go, oh, this couch looks awful. Then I need a new couch. Well, as soon as you get a new couch, you're going to look at your carpet and say, carpet's so out of style, I need new flooring. And then before you know it, you're looking at your house going, why are we even living here? We need a new house. You know, we're just never content. It's better if we just still want the picture on the wall, right? And God provides it in the right timing. Um, okay, we're always wanting something else. But the treasures 
that we lay up for the Lord, those are eternal. The time with the Lord, the time studying, the time in prayer, those are, those are the true riches. The, um, the time you go out soul winning and get to know someone new at church or take a lady out to lunch and get to know her so she'll feel comfortable coming to church with you. Those are the true riches. Um, these can't be seen with the naked eye. You can't see those things. But God says they're, they're true riches to him. Um, in Titus chapter 2, I'm going to go over there. Titus chapter 2 and verse 3, it says the aged women likewise Likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. You know, sometimes I think we think when we do things for our family, it's a waste. Ladies, it's not. And not only that, but we're teaching the younger women how to do those things someday for their husbands and their children. That example is so important. Are you a good pattern to follow? Could someone look at you and say, wow, I want to be like her someday? Um, you know, I think of the ladies in the Bible. Say, for instance, Dorcas. Um, she was a pattern to follow. You know, Tabitha, uh, so many good ladies in the Bible that I could just name off a lot of them. And it's good to go through and study them. But, you know, it's so easy to get off balance. The cares of this world constantly rob our time. Um, I don't care how early you decide to get up in the morning. If you have young children, they're going to wake up before you. You're going to say, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. I'm going to be reading my Bible. I'm going to have my prayer time, and I'm going to be done by 7.30, and then we'll have breakfast. I guarantee you that kids will wake up at quarter to 7, and they'll be in, peeking open your eyes and saying, are you awake? We're hungry. Oh, and then it all begins. I used to have to, um, when the children were young, I used to either do my devotions during their nap time, because that was about an hour that I could just relax, read my Bible, pray, and sometimes take a short, short nap. Um, or I'd stay up late at night. And I got in the habit of staying up late at night. And I feel like that's special time with God. No one can take that away from me. I, don't, I really don't want to talk to anyone late at night, except for the Lord. And those are, those are the real treasures. Those are the true treasures. And I treasure that time with the Lord. Um, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. God wants us to be a pattern of good works. And like I said, it's so easy to get off balance. Um, you know, something always seems to come up. Or someone calls just as you're ready to sit down and do your devotions. Uh, you know, over the years, I've had a saying saying, no Bible, no breakfast, you know. And I would sit at the breakfast table with my little bowl of cereal and my Bible because 
I hadn't gotten up early to read it and I needed to rush through the day, but at least I could take a few moments to read some scriptures for the Lord. Those are the true riches. Um, you know, in a lot of days I think, oh, I really wanna hang out with friends. I wanna go somewhere with someone I'm comfortable with, someone I can just chit chat with. And then God says to me, what about so-and-so? Have you taken her out? Have you gotten to know her? And I think, oh, Lord, you know, she's not going to like me. And, you know, there's probably no reason that we should get together. And he says, no, spend the time. Give some of that time back to me. And I'll say, okay, Lord. And I'll, I'll take her out. We'll maybe go to lunch or Starbucks or somewhere not during the pandemic, but after the pandemic, lately it's been phone conversations instead of going out to lunch, not near as fun. But I'll get to know that lady and I'll find out some of the burdens that she has. And there'll be things that I can pray for her. And, and she'll also pray for me for some things and we'll edify each other and it'll be good. And as iron sharpening iron, and it's important to spend time for others, not just for self. That's eternal. That's welcoming. That's helping treasure to be laid up, not only for yourself, but also for that lady, because then all of a sudden, she's comfortable coming to church. At least she knows you. At least she can come up and say hi, and you'll know her a little bit, and you can introduce her around and get her involved in the church services. Uh, that brings real joy. When we sacrifice me time to do something of eternal value, for instance, oh, everyone's going to wherever it is tonight, to go walk by the beach tonight. Oh, but I've got a Sunday school class to prepare for. Um, oh, I've got, you know, a visit at the nursing home or an elderly lady's you know, I need to go encourage her or take her some flowers or, oh, I need to um, help out in the nursery or whatever it is that I need to do. Um, go soul winning, visiting a shut-in, witnessing to a family member. Anytime I don't do the things that my carnal nature wants to do, God loves that. God wants to bless that. God wants to uh, lay up treasure for us in heaven. Um, and these things, like I said, you can't easily see them, but just wait. Someday when you and I get to heaven and we stand before the Lord and we realize what he did for us on that cross, it's so little that we give back to him. And we will give an account what we've done in our bodies. Um, and so I want to give you a little illustration. You might think it's a silly illustration, but that's okay. Um, okay, first I'm going to take you to Luke 16, and then I, I want to give you this illustration. Let me see here. Luke. Sorry, it didn't come up. Luke 16 and verse 11. Luke 16, 11. 
it says, if therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you your trust, your trust, the true riches? God says, if you haven't even been faithful in the unrighteous things or the, the everyday things, if you haven't been equitable and fair and right, who could trust you with the true riches? And then in um, the next verse, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. And so, like I said, Christ gave his all for us. But I want to just give you a little bit of an illustration. Um, so on this side, I have, I want you to notice, I have two cups of rice. They have the exact same amount. I actually measured it with measuring cups to make sure. So here's two cups of rice, one on each side. And then I have, they don't have walnuts this time of year. I didn't know they were a seasonal item. Walnuts, who doesn't love walnuts? So I used ping pong balls and I want you to uh, realize I have five ping pong balls in each of these cups. Now, someone came along and took one of my cups, but I'm gonna have this one. I'm gonna show it to you with this one and then I'll dump it and use the same cup on the other side. This is not a trick, okay? So here's what happens. We have all these things in our life that we wanna do. We wanna go to the mall, we wanna play sports, we wanna buy new things. We just have all kinds of things we wanna do. We wanna get together with our friends and hang out and I'm gonna dump this in here. Hopefully I won't make a mess and get fired. Um, and there's all kinds of things in this life that we wanna do that are just seem so important to us, you know? Go out and buy pretty clothes and get our nails done and go to a restaurant. Some of us haven't done that in a while. Um, and just do all kinds of fun things. Go to parties and nights out and all of that. And so we use our lives doing for ourselves. And then all of a sudden, time goes on and we just decide, I need to do a few things for the Lord. And so maybe we spend a little bit of time praying. Maybe we spend a little bit of time reading our Bible or helping out in a Sunday school class or in the nursery or somewhere. And then all of a sudden we wanna do more for God, but there's just no time left. There just isn't time to do all the other things that we would want to do because our life is full. It's now the end of our life, and this is what we have to show for it. Many, many things that we wanted to do, and only a few things that we had time to do for the Lord. Now let me show you something. I'm gonna dump this cup. Over here, we have eternal riches. We have things that we want to do for the Lord. You know, I want to spend some time in prayer. And I want, to, I want to invite someone to church that I've never invited before and encourage her. And I want to 
teach in a Sunday school class and get the hearts of the children and help them to get a love for God. And I want to, I want to be able to um, help someone, maybe an elderly lady or someone that I would like to spend some time with that God showed me I should sacrifice some of my time and go spend some time with her. And so you say, well, Miss Fisher, that's your life. You just gave it all to the Lord. And I say to you, God gives us so much more. He still lets us do all the other things that are important. And we can fill up our lives with so much more when we'll give our time to the Lord. Ladies, it's amazing what God will allow us to do. Not only to go on a missions trip, to, but maybe to get to go on some great vacation or maybe be able to, um, you know, do something fun. Go to a place and go swimming or do something fun because we serve the Lord with our lives. And all those other things will be added unto us. Ladies, how is your cup? Is it filled up for the Lord? Is it running over? Is it, I mean, God gives us so more, much more than we ever give to him. I hope you understand that our good works, they're a blessing to God. They're a treasure. It says that our prayers are like a sweet smell, a sweet savor to him. He looks forward to those. Are we skipping out on him? Are we spending more time with our little girlfriends than with the Lord? Are we spending more time on, you know, the soap operas and the, the um, TV shows and all of that than we spend with the Lord? I hope not. I hope we'll look at the true riches and we'll trust God that we can do even a little bit more for him than we did before. I'm not trying to cause you to burn out but I am trying to encourage you to do more for our Savior. The true riches, Christ gave his all for us. What are we willing to lay up for him? The temporary, the little trinkets, the things, the me time, the mall, the hanging out with friends, the movies, the books, eating, relaxing, all those things, or others. Prayer time, Bible time, soul winning, helping in the church. Uh, maybe it's cleaning in the church. Maybe you can't teach a Sunday school, but you could go in and help. Maybe you could cut out the little things for the children for the Lord. There's something that everyone could do. There's a reason we're still on this earth. And let's give the Lord back the true riches. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you so much. Lord, I pray that each lady today would have understood the lesson, Lord, and really go back and think about her life. And Lord, all you've done for us, Lord, I know you've given me a home and a Christian family and oh, so much more than I could ever imagine. And really, those true riches, Lord, I don't give you enough of those. And Father, help us to be mindful of giving you more. In your precious holy name, amen. All right, ladies, it's been a joy to be with you all.